Hello and welcome to Reset Your Thinking podcast. My name is Alex Segan and I'm really excited to be here on this podcast series with you as together we explore why you do what you do and what it is that makes you tick. You know, we spend our whole lives creating our reality and there's so much more that we can learn about ourselves and others. So grab yourself a cuppa and if you're in your car, turn up the sound and let's take a deep dive into how you can reset your thinking so that you can become the best version of yourself you can possibly be by extracting your true potential, bringing you strength, motivation and fulfillment. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Reset Your Thinking and I have the pleasure of um, Dakota once again on our program. Welcome Dakota. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here and today I'm really excited to be chatting with you and having this conversation about something that really matters and that is self-talk. So Dakota, if you wouldn't mind sharing self-talk, what does that mean for you? It's, it means a lot of things. It means the way you talk to yourself, the way you think about other things in life um, in regards to you, in regards to others, just the way that you treat yourself in general also, like conversations you have with yourself, like how much space and time you're giving yourself, just really everything to do with yourself. Every day you're thinking in your own brain and everything to do with that is self-talk. That's fantastic. So you said time and space would you mind elaborating a little bit around that? So I know, for example, um, I've really struggled with self-talk, uh, especially with giving myself enough room to breathe and to kind of just be human, I guess, where I, I don't give myself a lot of breathing room and I don't, I don't give myself a lot of um, a, a little slack, I guess. Um, and that was a lot to do with self-talk and saying, well, you know, uh, I've got Asperger's, you know, I'm not neurotypical, therefore I have to be on the ball 110% of the time. Uh, I cannot mess up a sentence. I cannot stumble a word. I cannot, I cannot make a mistake because otherwise they're going to notice. Mm -hmm. And it was just this big, big thing for me. And so whenever I would go anywhere, hang out with friends, I'm talking in class, speaking publicly, anything where I was talking, I just wouldn't give myself any time or space to say something unless I thought about it and really thought it through first. And like, it would honestly take me 10 minutes sometimes to say something just to make mm. sure it was worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And that is really important, isn't it? What we tell ourselves. And it's interesting too, the questions we ask ourselves, because the questions we ask ourselves are really powerful and that can either make or break us. So our questions have power. And so it determines also the results that we get from our questions. So if we want to change something, the way we feel, um, what we do, it's really about asking the right questions. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about making sure that you're asking yourself the right questions and you're phrasing it the way that it needs to be phrased. Um, for example, if you're saying like to yourself, like, oh, I need to get this project done by tomorrow. Instead of saying, you know, you should have got that done ages ago. You know, this really, this needs to be rushed. Just giving yourself time and saying, all right, let's do 10 minutes now, 10 minutes later, we'll have it done by tomorrow. Yeah. Awesome. And just kind of, yeah, making sure that you're talking to yourself in the way that you would talk to others about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned before that, um, you know, particularly with, with Asperger's, as you mentioned, that you're under so much pressure so, or you were under so much pressure in the beginning to try and make sure, I suppose, that you're accepted by your circle of friends. And, you know, sometimes when you're at that, at that um, you know, or that crossroad of what do I do when I say I'm doing the right thing. It's finding the right questions to ask yourself too, whether, you know, what are the choices that I have right now to be able to, um, to, to belong, you know, what, what do I do next? What do I say next? How do I act? Such a juggle, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It just, it really is a lot of pressure to try and figure out, okay, this group of people, like every group of people is different. So when I look at like, I have about maybe six different friendship groups that I go into and they're all different variations of different people. So when I'm going into friendship group number A, it might be mostly boys and you're not going to want to talk about certain things there and you're not going to want to say certain things or you might say certain things you wouldn't normally say or you might hold yourself differently in a group of boys in, when you're in as opposed to maybe group, I don't know, group D over here. Mm. all females very different very like like if they're very girly and them and the boys aren't so much you would hold yourself differently you would present yourself differently like even down to the like the choices I make as to what I wear like the makeup I put on my hair all those things depend on who I'm hanging out with and where it is and the circumstances and it really like the presentation of myself really really matters like or when it when it comes down to it i don't give myself any room to breathe and to to stutter basically i have to constantly be on the ball about what, what like who and where and why and how it's it's really stressful especially when um it, like it's the worst when you think okay i'm gonna go out with this group of people today but i don't know what we're doing or we don't know what we're doing none of us know what we're doing and we're just going to I don't know, do something random because then I can't do that. And it's, it's really hard to manage those situations, but I've come to understand that it doesn't always matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't, those things don't matter as much. And it's more about the person and those people hanging out with you because they like you. And if you're presenting this perfect version of yourself all the time, that's not you. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because otherwise it's, it's really um, almost like exhausting, isn't it? Having to be everything to everyone all the time. Um, but I really love what you mentioned before, how there's all these different groups of people and you're having to adjust. That's actually a wonderful quality to have, Dakota. Um, and I, I, I'm guessing that you've acknowledged yourself and you're proud that you've actually got such incredible qualities because that's otherwise known as behavioural flexibility. And what that means is, and a lot of people don't know that, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. Um, sorry, I've got a bit of a cough one moment. I've been talking so much. Sorry about that. <coughs> and you just do it so naturally in that you're able to slip in and out and to be able to, I guess, be who you need to be depending on who you're around. But what's important to understand here too is that you are now aware that you can't be everything to everyone and you can only control and influence what you control and influence. Would that be right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think you can't control everything. And if you go about life thinking you can, 
then life is going to throw a lot of stuff at you. I think one of my favorite quotes at the moment is um, don't plan for anything because then life can't take that away from you. Oh, because, I love that. Yeah, because, you know, life is, your plans are never going to go to plan in life. So don't have a plan and it will go to plan. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's or really cool. Or it's good to have a plan, but then it's good to also know that plans don't always yeah, go to plan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I think, yeah, of course it's good to think things out and really think about what you're doing. But at the same time, you really have to let some things go. It's really important to let go of the little yeah. things. Um, otherwise, yeah. you're going to hold on to them forever. And that's a, a huge habit I have. That is a great habit to have. And obviously you've had to create that habit, that, that way of thinking, mm. um, because you know, that, that um, doesn't come naturally. It's through your experiences and through your challenges and adversity that you've obviously built this different habitual way of thinking so that you know that when things don't go my way, I'm not going to beat myself up about it and think negatively and say negative things to myself. Instead, I'm going to say, Hey, you know what? It's okay. It's cool. It's another obstacle. How else can I look at it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, it's really good to accept a challenge. And I think um, something I'm actually struggling with more recently is actually knowing when to stop okay. and giving myself a stop sign. Because I think I really did struggle with the idea that I had to tick all these boxes and I had to be online um, and just really all there 110% of the time. And so I actually let go of that idea for a little bit entirely. And I just, I, I didn't give myself any breathing space whatsoever again, but in a completely different way where I would just completely let myself do whatever I wanted to do, wherever I was going, where, whatever I want. And I, what I found was that nothing changed. Right. Absolutely nothing changed from the experiences I had where I was on all the time. And I think, yes, it is really good to be on some of the time, but it's really good for me to know now that I don't have to be constantly, constantly thinking about every little thing and planning it down to the last moment and that everything's going to be okay. Wow. That's, um, that's a very powerful thing you shared right there. Knowing when to stop, just putting up a stop sign. What a wonderful visual to be able to, and a metaphor to use in order to know that, Hey, you know what? Sometimes we do have to just stop because we're always in a hurry, aren't we? We're always doing this and doing that and doing that. And it's so exhausting and we're not giving ourselves, nor are we giving our brain the time to stop. Like you said, and to create something new because when we're always going, 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 we almost become, um, we suffocate with all these things in our head that we can't see clear. So I really love what you said there. So knowing when to stop and putting up a stop sign, how has that helped you? Do you think? Well, I definitely think it's made me feel like I fit in more. Right. Um, and it's helped me stop alienating myself from, a group of people because I often thought that I was alienated and that I had to counteract that to fit into a group and what I actually found out was my self-talk was preventing me from actually fitting into the group because I was telling myself you are different therefore you have to do this 110% of the time and what I found was people don't care if people mm -hmm. are friends with you and if people care about you and your your health, your personality, your interests, if you share something in common with them, they're not going to care. And I think if people, you know, once people find out, if they start treating you differently, well, then you know that they do. And then that doesn't matter because you shouldn't be friends with them then. But I, it sounds really cheesy, but it is, it's really important to know that 
I was the one that was stopping myself from fitting in because mm. I perceived myself as so much different than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You make some really great points there. Thanks for sharing all that Dakota. And can I ask too, cause I'm sure that, you know, some of our listeners and viewers may be thinking, yeah, well, I'm trying to stop and I don't know how, how do I stop? Like, it's a great thing that you said, put up a stop sign sometimes, but how do you do that? And so would you like to share with us maybe how, how did you stop? That's a great question. I genuinely don't, no, actually, That's I fair enough. Yeah, I would. I, w- I really don't know how I did it. I think I just it, it must have been some late night conversation I've had with a friend, like a, a close friend and just saying, you know, I hate feeling like I have to do this all the time. And she was like, um, yeah, well, why? Why are you doing that? Why? Why do you need to be that way? And I said, well, you know, like I've got Asperger's and I'm a bit different. I don't do the things your brain does naturally. I have to do those all in my own head. So if I am, I'm thinking about everything constantly, I could mess up severely and I could come across really weirdly. I can't make a weird noise. I can't make a weird sound. I can't make a weird movement because people are going to perceive me differently. Yeah. Um, that's a lot and of she pressure. said, well, if they're your friends and why does that matter? You know, if they're your friends and they know that you have this, teach them, help them understand. Like if, if they, and if they really hate you and or they don't like you and they stop hanging out with you because of something that they, they don't understand and that's their problem and they're not your friend are they and mm. I kind of just went well I guess so and I went through a while of like not being accepting of this and saying well you know but not everyone's going to accept it and I don't want to lose friends just because I don't accept it or they don't understand and blah 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 um, and actually very very slowly over time I was just able to start incorporating being less switched on all the time or yeah. thinking about things and realizing like I do this thing where if something goes wrong I will think about it for the next 24 hours and it's all that I will think about and I will think about oh my god I just messed up this word really really badly everyone in that room saw it oh my god I've just or I've moved really weirdly I've said something weird no one's gonna forget it oh my god and then I I don't stop thinking about it and then I'll revisit the same thing a week later and I'm like oh no one's treated me differently no one's treated me differently since. And it doesn't matter. It's just mm. knowing about what does and doesn't matter and letting things go. Like it's really, really hard to let things go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, saying that, um, thanks for sharing that. And it's really important to how many of us, you know, so many of us, I think, and it's pretty natural, really human behavior to think and to have this perception that people are watching us all the time and we put so much pressure on ourselves and I think we were our worst critic really. But here's the thing, everyone's doing the same, everyone's thinking about themselves, you know, and really it's about just moving on and it's okay and having this, this belief and this perception that it's okay to stuff things up and not everyone's really watching you you know what I mean it's it's just perception that we have because of what we tell ourselves um one thing too that come to mind as you were um having a chat before about stopping what's really important you know with all the social media stuff now you know like everything's on social media and there's so much pressure it is really important you know how we restart our computers you know how we turn them off and we restart them and we give them a bit of a reboot People need that too. 
It's really important, isn't it? Just to turn off those mobile phones, turn off your computer, even if it's a certain time a day, or even if you do it for a whole day, or even just a weekend, um, just to really turn off from it and not be exposed to any of it. Now that mm. takes um, that takes that takes a lot of, I suppose, internal strength to do that, because we're so used to being involved in everything all the time and knowing what's going on. But to be able to actually turn off from that and giving yourself the space to just be and not have that pressure of having to be everything to everyone all the time is a great way to, to stop and reboot your brain and reboot yourself even energetically um, and start again, because it does, it makes it makes things a little more clearer. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most important experiences I could share is how, how much self-talk affects you and your state of mind and your state of being because as I said like I managed to alienate myself from everyone because mm. I I really did think that I was so different and right. when I kind of thought that part of me wanted to reject that very very badly and so I didn't give myself any breaks um and I I ended up hanging out with people. I had a, when, obviously when COVID, we had the break of um, the quarantines where we were yep. allowed to see a couple of people at a time. Um, and I had a sleepover with some of my friends. And then the next day uh, we spent the whole day together. And then I had another sleepover with the same friends. And that second night I just broke down. I, I just right. had a complete mental breakdown because I didn't give myself enough space. And I'd been seeing friends every single day for the past like two weeks like it was just awful and I never gave myself a break and I always just like, it was just, it was something really weird, but I just, I wanted to go out and I wanted to get myself some stickers. I don't mm. know why I, I couldn't tell you why I just wanted to do that. And I kept saying to myself every day, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get, I'll go get stickers tomorrow. And then at one point I did actually end up going out to get stickers and then found friends in the city ended up hanging out with those people all day and then didn't even get the stickers and it yes. just ended up really I don't know why but just that act alone of not being able to get stickers and keep, keep like keeping postponing it and like not doing something I really wanted to do for myself and then just constantly hanging out with friends and being so socially worn out all the time and then having another go having another go having another go keeping like catching up with friends catching up with friends I was doing really great socially. Like I think social is the best I've ever been, but mentally it's one of the worst points of my life. Like I was so exhausted all the time. I was barely thinking. I was constantly in overdrive, trying to think about things constantly, mm. especially like I, I just didn't know what was happening at certain points and I just couldn't comprehend things. And I would just sit there and nod and just completely, it was just a complete facade. That's the only way I can describe it. By the end of those two weeks, I was just a complete facade. And it was just wow. the worst thing. And I think what was really important throughout that whole period of time was that this whole time I was telling myself, we are doing this to prove that being neurodiverse does not stop me from doing this because if a neurotypical person can do it, you should be able to do it too. Mm -hmm. And it was just this internalized ableism, I guess, of having a disability um, or whatever you would like, like whatever anyone wants to call it. Uh, and not giving my sp myself the enough space around this to breathe and to say, well, actually, no, I think anyone wouldn't be able to do that for two weeks straight. And even on top of that, you probably needed at least, I don't know, a whole two days after each event to kind of recuperate and find That's what's exactly happening right. and process it. <laughs> and what did I do? I just 
one after another, after another, after another, it was just so bad. So <laughs> most important thing I could teach you is your, your self-talk means more than any, anyone else's opinion. It means more than what anyone else could think of you. And above all, what you say to yourself and the way that you're saying it to your, like saying to yourself is the most important thing because ultimately it comes down to your health. It affects your health. It affects your state of mind. It affects who you are and it could affect a lot of choices you make and who you are just because you care way more about what other people think or you don't care about the way that you, that you don't care about yourself. And it's just, it's awful. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. It absolutely is a lot of pressure, you know, and you don't want to be doing that every day. And you know what? The thing is, is that nine times out of 10, the way we talk to ourselves, we probably would never speak to a friend like that or to a loved one. And it's something we need to really think about with everything I say to myself right now, all the stuff I tell myself, would I actually say that to a friend? Would I say that to someone who, who I love? And nine times out of 10 is probably no. Um, so Dakota, I'm really curious, you know, one thing I speak about a lot, um, with my clients is, um, and I teach them to do as well is to be really mindful of what you say to yourself first thing in the morning, because what happens is we get to start our day fresh every single morning, right? Rather than bringing all the weight of the day before and the month before and the years before, we get to start our day fresh every single day. And it's in what we tell ourselves again that creates that ripple effect for the day ahead. I'm curious, do you, have you ever noticed what you tell your, yourself first thing in the morning when you wake up? As soon as you open your eyes, what's the first thing you tell yourself? I really don't know. Um, I am, I'm quite often really tired at the moment um, just because of my mental health. And I think the biggest improvement for my self-talk at the moment is treating myself as if I was my own parent. Right. Which is really <laughs> interesting. It, it's kind of just like, like today, for example, I, I have a schedule because I really need to get some stuff done before the end of the school term. And mm -hmm. I haven't been at school. I haven't been doing anything except lying in bed for the last two weeks. And I knew that I needed that. So I gave myself that time. And now that I think I'm, okay, I'm capable of at least getting one thing done a day, I'm just making sure I get that one thing done a day. And so today I was supposed to wake up at eight and I set my alarm for 7.30. 7.30 came. My alarm went off, I turned it off and I just couldn't get up. And I was like, I said to myself, that's okay. Okay, let's try again in an hour. So I set an alarm for the next hour. I couldn't get up again. I said, that's okay. Get up the next hour. And then I woke up finally at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. and, and I got up and I was like, that's okay. Because we can still do that one thing we're doing today. And that's all that matters. And I did end up doing that one thing I had to do today. And I'm just proud of myself that I did that. And now I can spend the rest of the day doing whatever it is that I want. Um, and that's, that's kind of all that matters. Just taking, giving myself space, giving myself time. And like in my schedule, it sounds really busy and it looks really busy when I look at it, but a lot of it is here's a task. Then you get an hour of cool down time. Here's another small task. Then you get an hour of cool down time. And that cool down time is crucial for me to be able to do those tasks so that I have the time to say, okay, you get a break. And you get also a congratulations of good job. I love that. And it's you. I just firstly want to acknowledge you too for sharing that and for going ahead and doing that and for achieving that goal that you set out for today. 
And I want to also acknowledge you too for the small steps that you did take. I think that's huge because the small steps are the huge impacts. You know, it's what creates those big impacts, those big things that happen to us. Um, but, you know, you said something really important there in that you've um, given yourself, you're, you've structured your day around you because you know you. You have slowly over the years with all the personal development that you've done, you've started to know yourself. This is why self-awareness is so important, right? Because you know how you tick. Even more than that, you're learning more about yourself every single day. So you know that if you give yourself a break, then you can do this. Or if you give yourself a break, you can do that. So you've started to learn what triggers you, what gets you motivated, what inspires you, what gets you up. One thing you've also learned about yourself, Dakota, and I could be wrong here, and I'm cool with being wrong, is that you know too that if you stay in bed for too long, then you may not get up to do what you've got to do. So you know to push yourself. Would that be right? Exactly. Yeah, actually, it is, it's really important to say, I know I can do this and you need to do this. Like, for example, the biggest example was um, on, on Friday, this Friday, um, the last one that just came up, uh, I was in bed and it was 11.50 at night and I have a really bad sleeping habit at the moment, but that's, it's not my choice. I just can't seem to be able to get to sleep until 1.30 in the morning exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it was 11.50 and I was looking and I had recently changed work timetables and I just wanted to check when that started. And so I logged onto my work app and I looked and it said my shift was tomorrow at 11 a.m. and it was a five-hour shift. And I was like... <gasps> oh my gosh, I haven't had a five-hour shift in ages, as well as um, my job position gets really, really busy because we're filling out online orders for people at Woolworths. Um, right. And with all the COVID stuff at the moment, it's just crazy. I, I knew I would be nonstop working for five hours and I didn't know if I could do it. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I could do this, you know? And I got ready for work. I had my uniform on. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I got there and I did it. Well and done. It was amazing. <laughs> and so then I realized throughout the day, I was like, I can do anything I want. I can relax now. But at least I know now I'm capable, if I wanted to, I'm capable of on very, very late notice, which is really hard for me because I really don't like sudden change. But mm. on really late notice, I can randomly decide, you know what? You can do this. You can get through this five hour nonstop working shift. And now I know I can just do anything. Um, well, not all the time because, you know, mental health kind of shifts, but I know that that's potentially what I'm capable of if I treat myself the right way and if I talk to myself the right way. Beautiful. Beautifully said. And it's, it is taking those small steps, even if you're feeling like crap, you know, even if you feel like you can't. One thing that I... Um, one thing that I share a lot in my programs is never make a decision based on emotion because those decisions are short-lived um, you know, those emotions are short lived. So it's important to make when you're feeling a bit crappy, as much as it's hard to do, because it takes time to learn how to do it. It's trying to learn and, and create new habits to put those emotions aside and still take the step anyway. So in your case, Dakota, and that's a wonderful example you've used, although you were feeling what you were feeling and you were um, you know, bouncing in and out of conversations with yourself, you still got dressed. That's an action. 
you still put your Safeway clothes on, that's an action. And that's then triggered new emotions in your body because you have your work uniform on. So suddenly you've gone into work mode, even if you didn't know you were going into work mode. Then you've taken that step, you've gone to work and suddenly you're in a different environment and you just got, got on with it. So you thought, you actually, you thought, no, nah, I'm not going to let this challenge get in front of me, bugger it. I'm just going to push it to the side, walk around it and do what I've got to do still. So um, it's, it's, it is really key to, to know and to bear in mind and to have in mind that allowing our emotions take over, it, they're not great decisions when we're, when we're doing that. So just to sort of take those small steps to bypass and go around. So good on you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I bet really you good. felt a hundred bucks too, when you got there, you thought thousand dollars, you know, millions of dollars when you got there, you probably thought, wow, this is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I did actually. I was really happy for the rest of the day. Just yeah. so, so happy. Even as soon as, soon as I got there, as soon as I got to work and I saw the, my coworkers, I saw people I work with. Um, and I was just really happy. I was just really happy to be there. And then I, it honestly felt like the hours went really, really quickly just because I was doing so much work. Um, and again, part of what I'm telling myself is, you know, I feel like I, it personally in my brain, I've got like the first kind of like central brain and then I'm that I've got the secondary brain and the central brain is, you know, me and pure me, pure, just pure emotion, pure idea. And the secondary me is, you know, that voice in the back of your head that goes, probably shouldn't do that. Or uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. And that, that kind of that, you know, that kind of responsible voice. But um, I don't know. I think my, my secondary voice is pretty cool. I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's always kind of like, well, you know, if you can do this, I know you can and I'll be here. And if you just need something, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, I still kind of forget things. I'm really forgetful, you know, blah, blah, blah. My brain isn't that great, but it's still nice enough to myself that it helps me, I guess, in a way like yeah. where I can, st I don't panic. And I'm like, if I can't find where an item is in the shelf, my brain won't shut down and go, oh my God, I don't know what this is. My brain goes, all right, logically, this is what happens. And I can break things down logically. And I'm just, I'm really happy about that. Just, yeah, just self, self-talk. And I don't know, just the way that you treat yourself in your brain really matters because even though it sounds ridiculous, and it sounds really small, the old, it makes all the difference when I feel like I'm talking to myself and I'm saying, no, it's okay. Just think about it for a second. You got this logically. Think about it. I'm here. I'm totally, I'm, even though I'm you, I'm still here. Like I'm a different, apparently a different person. Like it's fine. Um, it and it does makes all work. the difference. It really does work. I, it really does. And it's a wonderful strategy to, to have. And I love that you shared that with our listeners today, um, Dakota, because it does help. And it's self-comfort. Really yeah. And I know you might, you know, people might think, oh my God, I'm going to look like a real idiot sitting there talking to myself. But I've got to tell you, even it doesn't have to be loud and you can do it quiet, but so long as you say, you know what, you've got this, it's okay. And you're feeling scared. That's okay. Or you don't feel like it today. I bet you will. As soon as you get up out of bed, you're going to feel great. It's a bit like doing exercise when you don't want to get up in the morning because it's freezing cold and you think, nah, but how great does it make you feel after you do it? Same thing. It's just taking the small step and getting to the next step and the next step. And then finally think, I'm glad I did that, you know? So um, I've loved our conversation, Dakota. It has been so cool. So if there's a parting message that you would like to share with our listeners before we, um, you know, end today's episode, do you, would you like to share one? Is there one that you could perhaps share with our listeners for, the, for today? be nice to yourself, be nice <laughs> to your brain. It's the most important thing you could do because I know that uh, there is going to be a lot of people out there. It's not just me that won't cut yourself enough slack, but yeah. 
you, you people are amazing everyone is amazing um and i think it's really really important to to know that you know if you wouldn't say that to someone you love or someone you're close with then you you don't say it because it. it's just you thinking you're not good enough and that is not enough because you should recognize and acknowledge yourself for the whole day i mean again like the thing i did that i i planned for myself for today only took about 30 minutes but I took that 30 minutes and I did that. And that's what matters to me. And I, w I could have done something else today. And I just said, you know what? No, it's okay. You've done that today. You're not going to get this done today realistically. So let's do it on this day. And I just keep rescheduling and replanning and working around what I can do and just accounting for your mental health, accounting for yourself to be good and to be nice. Great. I love that. Be kind to yourself and set yourself up to succeed and not to fail. So don't put too much out there for yourself. Cre you know, create, uh, um, you know, set up yourself, for, even if it's one thing, so long as you know that you can do it. I love that. That is such a great message. Thank you so much, Dakota. And I just want to say thank you for being on here today. And um, I'll look forward to our next chat in the next fortnight again, next fortnight Monday. So um, thank you again for today. And thank you for our listeners for um, hopping on and tuning in. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Um, I'll stop that.